let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. How you doing, my guy? I'm good, I'm good, bro. How are you, bro? I'm good, I'm good. We've given thanks. Episode 42. Yep. Um, yeah. And the news just keeps on rolling, man. The news just keeps on rolling. It is rolling. And the pressure is on. The sense of urgency is kicking in. (laughs) Trust me. And I wonder what the latest catalyst for the latest urgency has been. (laughs) I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. (laughs) Pearsy boy. (laughs) And Mr. Morgan. Oh gosh! All right. So obviously, for the listeners, Morgan is now a free man. <laughs> right, but not for long. I'm telling you now. Some other big TV corporation is going to snatch him up. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, bro. We already know this. So, like, you know, everyone that's reveling in the demise of Piers Morgan, it's going to be short lived because he's going to get picked up by some big right wing media press or, or whatever channel, and he's going to be spewing what he's spewing all over again. You know. Yeah, I guess is, and when you look at this kind of win and you kind of determine like what kind of group would class this more as a win, and I say like people that I would identify more with the mental health struggles because this is more of a win for the for the cause of mental health as opposed yeah. for it being a cause of a win for, um, like you mentioned earlier, you know, like a, a black woman that is being abused and harassed by media. Yeah. Because I guess the, the takeaway lesson here would be to not dismiss people's public cry out for, for help in terms of their mental disorders, you know, which is what Piers Facts. Morgan did. And he's Spot like, on, bro. Spot on. Spot on. Oh, I bro. think the powers that be again... You know, like we said, like we were saying, I said earlier, like this definitely wasn't a a win of sorts for like the Black British community. I don't think it was a forty-one. But personally, I don't think it was a forty-one thousand Ofcom uh, complaints that were that were sent in that did this. Well, I think actually it probably was, but not from particularly the Black viewership. This is definitely. The doing of the mental health warriors, the mental health societies, the mental health uh, charities that I'm sure put pressure on ITV's neck and Piers' neck to, I, I, think the, the, I think they want them to come out and make a public apology. And that's what I'm reading, that he refused to do that. And I'm sure in these mental health you know, charities, etc., there's some heavy hitters across all spectrums of society, from the black community, from the Jewish community, from the LGBTQ community, from, you know, the affluent community, from the poor community, from heavy years. 
So yeah, I think this one was definitely the it's like they say what's called the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And I think this one was the one, man. Yeah. Because it is definitely one of one of many straws that I guess, you know, he's finally drawn the short straw. Because Piers Morgan has like quite a way with the way he expresses himself and the kind of things that he chooses to challenge. And, you know, the format and his line of of kind of pressure does come in the form of entitlement and it comes in the in that whole you know white privilege that we mention f- so often because you know, there's been like so many different reactions and so many different different comments that's been made but the national tabloids that are reaching everywhere refrain and go back to their usual narrative and almost prior to Piers being, being made redundant, were almost making him out to be a victim when he was being challenged by both Dr. Schuller and Alex Brasford on the Good, um, Good mm-hmm. Morning Britain show. And I guess, I guess their challenges naturally brought, brought the heat up. I, I call it like, you know, when it rains and worms come to the surface, it brings to surface, that, press, that pressure brings to surface, the worms are eating out inside him and his true dismissive, dismissive character. You know, he was unhinged. He was unable to keep it as well packaged as he usually would. And he let slip on how easy he could dismiss, dismiss her, her plight and her, you know, her vulnerability, talking about Megan here, he dismissed her core, saying she was feeling suicidal, that she was having mental health issues, and essentially crossed the line, like you said, for a multitude of groups. You know? Yeah. No, 100%, bro. And like, you know, there's a lot of talk around the whole situation about, oh, what is this part of the snowflake culture is things getting too pc and stuff and that's like let's be very very clear like what Piers said a woman whether she's a woman of color or not doesn't matter a woman and whether she's a woman doesn't really matter a person came on tv and said i felt suicidal because of the harassment from the press the pressures of being part of a particular family etc 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 and this guy came on TV 6.35 in the morning before he probably brushed his teeth and said, I don't believe her. Like, she's chatting shit. Like, that is so mad. Like, again, if he said, all right, cool, whatever, 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 and then disagreed with everything, she said, like, oh, I think she's terrible for the royal family. That's cool. I always, I always will fight for someone like him to have his opinion in any way, shape, or form, whether I disagree or agree, it doesn't matter. But... I think with like the happenings, you know, I feel like mental health, the word mental health, and just the talking around mental health has become very prevalent in the last, I don't know, couple of years or so. So we've all, we've all, uh, there's, there's, there's more of a spotlight sh- uh, sh- sh- shining on it. And, you know, to come out and say that, it's, it's going gone, it's gone to rub people the wrong way. It's going to rub people the wrong way. And again, and this not even to like compare, I reckon he could have probably come out and said something more inflammatory towards black people or, you know, oh, 
she's like something like, oh, Megan, you know, she's trying to use the race card and something like that, blah, 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 yeah. which I think he did say. And that wouldn't have done it. But yeah. this, because it's a sensitive subject where people, you know, m- most people suffer in some way, shape or form or know someone that's suffering in some way, shape or form with mental health, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a situation, it's going to be a thing that's going to, it's just going to, like we've seen, it's blown up in his face. Yeah. And it's blown up in his face. Yeah. Um, I, for one, have no sympathy for it. Like, you know, it is what it is. He said it, you know, a woman's come out, because I see people talking about the Caroline Flack woman. I think it was like this time last year that she um, uh, took her own life. Yeah. And, you know, there was all that hashtag be kind and hashtag this and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, when it comes to a woman who married a man that she loved, married into like a family, whatever, whatever, and then she's coming out and saying, oh, I almost felt, I felt suicidal, etc." And you're going to say, I don't believe her. Because of what? Because you have some, some vendetta against her. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, and you know what? He said that in his personal home call. He came on live TV, early moons, early doors, and this deleted him. He, he, he has a responsibility, you know. Uh, the, yeah. uh, TV have a responsibility, you know, because of how much influence they hold over the nation. They are not just speaking on TV. They're speaking to the nation as experts whose opinions are being kind of pushed into people's minds at this point by, by content creators, you know. And then... In this time, it's like you said, there's lots of big movements to protect that are working on protecting people from the mental pressures of this world. So, you know, it, for me, it's just like you said, that vindictive kind of nature of his aiming to get vengeance back for, for, for what? For apparent, for apparent, for whatever reason, you know, it's just, it's, it's wrong and it's it goes to show testament to the harassment that Megan was in the first place mentioning from mainstream media. He is part of the institution of the mainstream media and here he is doing exactly what she's accused the whole institution of as a whole of doing to her unchecked, unprovoked and without without any repercussions to her. And finally, because it was done in broad daylight, like this way, you pretty much had to do, do a drive-by in broad daylight. And he pretty much did it and almost got away with it. You know? And when we're seeing all of this come in the papers, people are so used to reading, like, kind of like gossip magazines, gossip columns, that when they see it in the national newspapers, comments that are clearly not non-biased that are clearly not based on the principles of a free liberal journalism but more based on a grotesque gossip quick sale sleazy manner are covering like the duchess like the princess princess of of the uk you know prince harry prince harry's wife yeah no it's true and i feel like I want to get into the actual um, interview now. Like, what 
did you think about the interview? Or better question, did you think the interview was necessary? So in terms of necessity, I think that the interview was most definitely necessary. And I'm glad that we were able to have it uh, during a time like now. Why do I think it was necessary? Because power needs to be checked when we're living in a, in a democratic society, which is, what we, which is what Britain has signed up for historically, you know, for rights and for power to be checked and to be scrutinized. And this interview has played its part in doing that. How about yourself? What are your thoughts on the necessities of this? Bro, spot on. Like, I agree with you. I think, you know, there's been talk about, oh, was this a necessary interview, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And again, I, I, I want to be clear, like, a part of my stance on the royals, I don't care for the British royal family. It's not something, it's not an institution I think about at, at all. I don't care if they abolish it. I don't care if they continue to support it. It's it just, it's a, it's a non-entity for me. It really is, 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 yeah, it really is. Um, when Mega married into it, it was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say I didn't take an interest. It was interesting because obviously I used to watch Suits. That was interesting. So I was like, oh shit, right, like the girl from Suits, whatever, whatever, cool. Um, but then obviously I took more of an interest when I could see the racist, the racist undertones and overtones in the media, like just getting onto her. I'm thinking, right, like this is mad. Like, and this is obviously, you know, us as young, two black, two young black men, we obviously know how racist the British media is, but you know, when you're looking at someone like Megan, who can literally pass for an Italian, and then like the media's going at her, like to say, like they're just going at her, like her blood. Shit, like, it's almost like yeah, those stories, like and those films where they say, oh, you've got impure blood in you, and there's yeah, was, no, literally, literally, it just felt very oh. barbaric, like the the way like the. British media wanted to look at her and her race, her race politics that they've made them yeah. all about. They've done it in a very barbaric way, like in a way like... In a barbaric way, man. One of and those like, survivalist society. Yeah, yeah. But then they're like, so all that kind of stuff anyway. So yeah, so to answer, to answer the question really, yeah, I thought it was very necessary just to get hear their point and to hear their views. Because, um, yeah, it was definitely one-sided. And anyone that says before that, oh, like, peers chatting and shit, saying, oh, it was so insensitive in this time when Prince Philip, from my understanding, Prince Philip's okay now. So what are you talking about? And, you know, so it was, yeah, it was necessary for them to say that. And I'm happy they spoke their truth. And I'm happy they said all the shit that they said. Because I wish I'm not going to get into. Because, like, from the outside looking in, you know, <laughs> to make it to sum it up I don't know if you, there's a show on channel 5 called Lorraine or something like that it's like a TV show whatever and if the, the host is obviously called Lorraine it's a white woman whatever and she had some black women on I, I don't know who it was I just saw a clip and um, Lorraine started off like so uh, Miss something something um, you know we've all just watched the interview and I think like the whole country is going to be waking up and being like okay, it's going to be an utter shock at the race, the royals being, you know, racist. And the black woman turned around and be like, she was like, no, 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 no. This isn't a shock. And I, was like, I just couldn't stop laughing, bro. I was like, yeah. who's in shock? This is, Middle England's going to be in shock, maybe, maybe. But if you have your head in the sand, then you're, you'll be in shock. But if you live a political experience in this country, you're not in shock. It's just a standard. Like, 
Like, you know you. Yeah. And it is it's to go to testament to that. It's like it's like there was a there was a um there was a morning show as well. I'm not too sure if it was loose women. I think it was loose women that responded to it was like a, a reaction to the to the docu- to the interview. And one of the correspondents goes on to talk about racism just in in her own home and referencing it within like her grandparents, her, her older relatives, and speaking about how older relatives within her her own whole house, she went on to talk about it in a way where there was almost a consensus. Like, you know when our older relatives mentioning that it's a common thing within her experience as a British British citizen, as a white British citizen, and with, her, with, 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 with years of lineage in Britain, where there's a distinction between ex- explicit racism and casual racism. Going on to mention that casual racism is different from explicit racism and going on to basically almost imply that in the majority of British homes with heritage and access to like an, the older generation, there is a that there is a very, very real real presence of what she referred to as casual racism. You know? And I find it interesting because after Prince Harry coming out just and you know, saying, yeah, this is the truth, that there was racism in Buckingham Palace and it was of the type of so-and-so, which we will go into, which we will digress into later. It's now led people to, to admit in their own experiences, which I think is remarkable. They're now, exper- they're now more confident to say, yes, there is race. This last few days, there's just been like, yes, there is racism in Britain. There's people have tweeted, I am a racist. Started a tweet, I am a racist. And I want to mention that I want to learn to learn how to, to know how to be racist. So, so you can see that the, 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 the challenges that we have today are, from, are, are of a remarkable nature. And the leadership the role that the leaders play is crucial. It's, you're, you're spot on, bro. Um, the role that leaders play is crucial. Um, I know they've they've given they asked Boris Johnson for a comment, and he just said the 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 allegations are shocking, and and Britain has no place is no place for racism and stuff. And you know, I'm not morbid about the issue of racism in in the West or in in Europe or in England. I just I think it's not is an issue that's embedded into the fabric of this country. I don't think it will ever be solved, um, personally, but not not in a morbid way, not in a way that you know, or some victimhood way, like oh, it's never going to be solved. We're always going to be, you know, shit and, and not like that. But it's just it's just it is what it is. It's just embedded into this country. And when you have systems and institutions like the media, like the royal family, that perpetuate these things. It's uh, it's gonna be even harder to to unravel, you know, um, you know. These are the points of the interview that I'm sure that we both agreed on, like you know, the fact that 
you know, Harry and Meghan agreeing that, oh, the, the media is bigoted. We both agree on that, I'm sure. Um, the comment about how dark their child's skin may be and the comment that you just mentioned with the woman on the loose women that said casual racism, she's just talking rubbish and she don't know fuck all about anything. But, um, you know, these are comments, again, that didn't shock us. But to just turn the conversation slightly a little bit, there were some points in, that in, the, in the interview that also annoyed me politically from Harry and Meghan's point of view. So I don't know if you picked up on this stuff where, you know, they kept, it's like almost like selling the point that, oh, if Meghan had joined the royal family, or not had, when she was part of the royal family, this would have been a great look for the Commonwealth. Yeah. Did you pick up on that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were like, like, you know, like, you know, this she would have been the greatest asset for the royal family in the yeah. Commonwealth. And that just pissed me off, bro. That just, I'm not gonna lie, it pissed me off. Like, you know, you know, 70% of the Commonwealth is, you know, people of colour and da 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 and all this kind of stuff. I was like, like, Clearly, that showed me, you know, no disrespect to Megan, but she's obviously not of a, a, a Pan-Africanist politics in that kind of way, or yeah. politics in regards to black people aren't that, I don't want to say radical, because radical is not really the term to use, but aren't that strong, you know, not to say she hasn't got they're good intentions moderate. and stuff. Just, they're more moderate. What's that, they're, they're yeah, more it's a lot more moderate. It's a lot more moderate. For action, rather than affirmative. Exactly. Exactly. Because I'm saying all that, and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, right, like, I thought, you know, I'm, ho- I'm hoping for talks to her to be like, well, you know, the Commonwealth is obviously an archaic nonsense uh, uh, thing anyway and should be shut down. But obviously, you know, these obviously considered extremes and stuff, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, saying that, it just it almost so like, it's almost sound to me like it was like, colonial. Oh, like, it was, it was like, yeah, it's colonial. colonial, colonial. And, colonial and that, is, that is why it was really even more important to have this interview because I think that there has been such a big disconnect between how people actually live in this, in society today, because the conversations we're having and the conversations that they're having at dinner are totally different, but the implications of the conversations that they have at dinner are much more enormous than the conversations of which everyday people have at dinner. And I think that those distinctions and those kind of like that kind of understanding isn't, necessarily highlighted enough because there's not a lot of insight there's not always like lots of exciting interviews with people of high society you know in in everyday news most interviews are done with musicians artists content creators most of our kind of modern day insight is into creativity into something that isn't necessarily a fact there's not really a chance for people to 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 see what is going on inside the minds of the royals? We know what their homes look like. We know how they, how many workers they have, but we don't get to actually understand what is going on in the minds of the people in the higher society of life. What's going on in the in the like in the hearts and minds of of the these CEOs? Like, what is driving them to keep on improving and keep on making money? You know, what's what's driving them? They're not. There's not really a sh- necessary. We don't get to see like their shared ambition. Whereas this interview, what they chose to speak about, how they chose to speak about what they spoke about, lets you see 
the kind of things that actually bother them and the actual kind of problems where we're, we're more in line. And then you can see where we're also disconnected because that's a valid point. That they're likely, their language, their language is definitely pro, were coming off pro-colonial because that's the whole point of their monarchy. Was the monarchy yeah. by, by definition is over conqueror. <laughs> yeah. so, no, bro, you're, you're sworn. And this is what I was saying, like, it sounds like they were trying to almost pimp out Megan. Like, mm-hmm. let's pimp her to the, the, the Commonwealth and show her, like, look, you know, we have a we have a brown person in the royal family, so this makes sense. This our our, our uh, 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 relationship as a Commonwealth makes sense. Let's 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 keep this going. I, I, I just, I, that bit really frustrating. What's that? Sorry. They're like the evolution of this is the natural yeah. evolutionary step for the Commonwealth. First, we conquer you. Yeah. Then we integrate you into our society, and then we can yeah. start to marry into you. And then exactly. You, you, by us marrying into you, we valid- validate your existence as a people, and obviously exactly. that's not what we're a part of in our pan Africanist, in our pan Africanist hearts and minds at all. Because regardless of any of those lot, our existence we, is of value, is 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 of worth, like like everyone anyone else, you know. Yeah, and bro, like it's like she's she's an she's an African American biracial woman, but she's also an American woman, and America's not even part of the Commonwealth. So it's like I, I, it didn't work for me. If they married, like if like Carrie married the uh, uh, some Ashanti woman or a Yoruba woman or something, you know, cool. Then you could talk. Okay, well, okay, you know, there's some Commonwealth now, whatever, whatever. But she married a biracial American woman, like so. It was like I don't get it. what because she's like she's brown, like that that that's enough to appease the Commonwealth. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Like it really doesn't. So yeah, that that bit of the interview really really frustrated me, and I felt. I felt then that cool. Obviously, this isn't this, you know, all the allegations about our, oh, you know, racial undertones and the media and stuff. And obviously, Harry saying, no, oh, you know, he wasn't aware of racism in that kind of way until he met Meghan and stuff, which I thought was bullshit as well, because there's videos of Harry using racial slurs, uh, maybe in a joking way or not. I don't know, but he obviously knows that he's taking the piss out of someone racially. Yeah. And this kind of stuff. It just showed me that the thinking wasn't. Uh, they're not, you know, I don't know if I'm expecting too much from them, but it just hasn't, it wasn't evolved enough for me. It was just, it's just, you know, two rich people, one person from an absolute place of privilege, another woman, you know, who grinded and worked and, you know, acted and et cetera, self-made, who are living a very comfortable, lavish life, you know, their neighbours with Oprah, et cetera. Um, I appreciate the sentiment of wanting to continue charity work and all this kind of stuff, but in the, but using the name of, the royals, uh, it's like, uh, well, it doesn't do much for me now. So yeah. now you lot are separate from the royal family. You know, Prince Harry's always going to be Prince Harry. Like, I don't care what the what the royals and them not say about, oh, we're taking his title away. We all know him as, as Prince Harry. Prince not Harry, because yeah. we acknowledge him as our prince, but we know that's, that, that's you know, that's Prince Harry and it's cool. So, you know, if they want to continue doing that work, that's fine. But I think there's definitely a lot more, a lot more deep introspective work on both their parts you know, of both Harry and Meghan to really look at what it is that they're trying to to sell. But if I was if I was them, they should spend the rest of their lives now trying to de the um dismantle the bloody Commonwealth yeah. nonsense and all this kind of stuff. Oh. Me, all their and the media. Oh keep berating like the British media and stuff. Yeah. Like you know. So yeah, that was that's that was my uh my uh take on on them in regard to that. But overall 
like you know it was clear the the interview was obviously was more more targeted at an American audience obviously like you yeah. got the queen of chat show host uh you know the queen to interview them etc etc and don't forget obviously Oprah is also a friend of theirs so it wasn't meant to be a hard-hitting interview in the sense where you're going to get someone that's a bit removed from them from the couple that's going to ask like the really tough tough questions yeah not to say Oprah didn't ask tough questions but you know you know what I'm trying to say like no, it's I like you know, me and your boy it was a conversation friend. it was a friend exactly friend. Friend. friends exactly like you know if I interview now for a job it's going to be a very different kind of conversation than if some random guy you don't know is going to start talking to you, interviewing you for a job. So, yeah. I, like I, so you know, from that from that point of view, I get it as well. But like I said, like I appreciate that they also had to have a side that they had to tell, and they've told their side, and they've obviously released some mad information that obviously for people like us confirmed what we've always known. But and another thing actually that upset me um, was them not revealing who said the comment. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? I felt personally they should just say it. Well, do you know what it is? Yeah, it's like it's putting that target on people. I'm not. I'm not one for promoting witch hunts. Mm, like, I hate. A big hate. part of like my kind of faith personally is forgiveness. You mm, know, okay. Because only through those kind of energies can we really move forward without having too much of a destructive, destructive foundation for that, for the, for the moving of the forwardness. You know, so it's like. It's better to know that it's a fact than to than it than us not knowing at all, you know. Because yeah. what the whole thing is for me is acknowledgement. We need to see that there is a problem, and this these two figureheads promote give validity to claims where people keep trying to brush under the rug British racism and the role of colonial Britain. In today's in today's status, you know, in today's mm-hmm. like in today's world, in terms of racial politics, you know, and the role that they've played in influencing the globe through the media, and on top mm-hmm. of that, it's like our world is being kind of like berated with issues mm-hmm. that we can't actually that we're beat, that we're di- that we're disconnected from, we're disconnected from the practicalities of the issues that are occurring to us. And at the same time, the people that are disconnecting us from it are also fig- are also figureheaded as our leaders. So we're mm. in a place where we're, we're choosing people to lead us that don't have any interest in leading the masses into a prosperous life and into a life where, where we can, where we won't, we, wouldn't have people experiencing what Megan experienced. Mm-hmm. So when figureheads like Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, Oprah come together to unite their influence and their attention, their ability to harness attention, to come and highlight that, look, there is a real problem in the British media. Mm-hmm. We'll see, we will keep seeing more actions and more accountability being had because the British media, believe it or not, dominates world media. Yeah. So it's almost like they're checking all of the misinformation that's being distributed in, in the form of a blow, like it's adding more pressure to it. And then because of that, people were even able to more 
sensitively organize and begin actions that lead to better check-in of media heads. And how do they do that? By getting rid of Piers Morgan, by 41,000 people complaining and being set more in a heightened sensitive place because of what they had seen for their own eyes and heard with their own ears from Meghan in that, from Meghan and, and Prince Harry, from Princess Meghan and Prince Harry in that interview with Oprah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very powerful what's going on right now. It is. It is, my bro. It is. And there's obviously, um, I like to think there's also, a sh- there's, you know, if, well, we, we always say with things like COVID happening and stuff that there was going to be a shift of consciousness of people who start to see things for what they really are. And, you know, if this if this does it, great if not then you know there's going to be something else that hopefully does it but um hopefully people start to see more so that sometimes what the media depicts uh, or says in their headlines isn't necessarily all black and white and also the media is also there now more than ever to instigate and also just to spread um fear and hatred and lies about particular groups of people, you know? Yeah, and I think, um, I think the thing is about the media is that they, they might be, like, they're here to spread, and that's the problem. They just want to spread anything. They yeah. don't really care yeah. what it is that they spread. And, mm-hmm. and okay, they'll argue, we're not evil, we're going to get the knees up to you, who's going to know what's going on? No one's just saying, oh, don't do that. It's just, we need to have, like, some form of, like, moral regulation going on or and just like the media shouldn't be a tool to attack it should be a tool to question and bring to light but nowhere does it say that the media should be a tool to attack any groups or people or or anything like that and the media needs to stop attacking points of society and institutions and people but instead ask the questions bring to light and do what journalism sets itself up to be which is to report doesn't say it should be to attack. The referee blows the whistle and gives out cards, but they don't they don't make tackles in the in the match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, no, like, fun, it's like where the media's been is just getting caught all the time now. We've seen it constantly. What is negative and what people just can't deal with morally and what people are killing themselves over is being attacked and witch hunt by the mainstream media. So the media needs to clearly cut that out. It clearly needs to be cut out because they clearly didn't, like, what was so sad was that Megan was like, you know, they chose not to protect her. <laughs> the same... Yeah, thing. and this is it. You know? No, you're right, bro, and this is it. They chose not to protect her, and that's, again, it just shows, like, another just to not to protect her, but also to not protect her, to inadvertently protect other people in yeah. the family. You know, like, bruv, one of the headlines after the interview was the biggest scandal in royal family for 85 years. Yeah. Bro, touch my head. Wait, wasn't Prince Andrew's thing like a couple of months ago, a year ago? Still alive. It's still alive. That shit's still going. And they're protecting him from that. So, bro, I don't know, man. Like, for me, they've seen and used the powers to say, yeah, the media can't attack people, but can question. And they've used it for someone. Weird, and they've chosen not to use it for another person just out of whim 
and out of self-interest and they're showing themselves you know again it's another mask of situation yeah revealed that as much as they say there's no bias there's no this there's no that that this is you're making this up this is a race card they're real now that race card excuse has been blown up because it's present People keep saying there's no racism is because they don't want to experience it. They're, mm-hmm. they're the moderate liberals that are happy with preserving mm-hmm. their, 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 what they call peace, even if it comes at the cost of a minority's hell. Mm-hmm. The moderate yeah. liberal, which is allowing the poison to spread through society so long as they can maintain their little patch of green grass. And when yeah. ever any news from the outside world maybe enter through the picket fence they retract retrace and they almost choose to almost take on the guise of the bigot themselves which yeah. pretty much peers has fallen into a victim of his, their own game yeah yeah their own game no. you're spot on bro it's true it's true and yeah we have to be careful in in, in regards to this where you know where the mod where you have the raging out and out, um, I don't know, call it around or not even right wing, but just person, whatever. But then you have the moderate liberal that just stands beside and allows these things to be spewed and yeah. put out there to affect people. Um, this is why you know, from you know, when they say no. nothing, just like Piers Morgan's co host, when they say, nothing, Yeah, bro, silence is silence is violence, silence is violence. It complies. It says, yeah, I'll let you do this. Silence works yeah. in a one-to-one situation where there's influence between a one-to-one person. But when, you're yeah. person, when that person's, when a, your word is going on far and wide, your silence actually transforms into compliance. It's yeah. not a one-on-one argument anymore. You're sharing your views, and instead of you to stand up, you choose to say silence and pretty much agree. You comply. Facts. No, bro, you're right. And again, this is why Brother Martin said what he said, that he noticed that it was it wasn't even the racist white man and all this kind of stuff. It was the it was the moderate liberal who chose peace in a time of you know oppression over you know standing up and saying something. Yeah. So and you know, just like in primary, like that. it's just like in school, little school when you know a kid is getting bullied by and then their peers just standing on by and watch. That's yeah. what's going on in adult life. And these adults don't want to admit that they're seeing bullying. And yeah. I'm trying to say, and the, and the bullies are, are, are just being what they are. Bullying, bullying, bullying. That's why they think it's not over racism. Some of them just think they're just being their bully, their good old bullying selves. Yeah. Some of them think this is normal. But this yeah. is how I would do it to you. I will use racism to bully you. And that's what they're trying mm-hmm. to do. They're trying to use their, what they know to... They're trying to use something to, to, to enact what they know, which is bullying. Because you can see that yeah. that bully culture is big in Britain, man. That's the thing about Britain. Brit- bully it's, culture is big in Britain. Was, it's that island mentality. They go around bullying everyone else because they're scared that they're going to get bullied themselves. It's wild, bro. It's wild, man. Yeah, it's wild, bro. It's wild. But, you know... Overall, like we said, the interview had to happen. It happened. Uh, a lot of home truths had been revealed. A lot of, um, I think one of the most uh, chilling moments in the interview is when Harry then turned around and said, 
the reason why he had to leave is because he didn't want history to repeat himself. Wow. You know, referring to his mother, Princess Diana, who was hounded by the media um, and obviously passed away, you know? Ultimately. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Vicious ways. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But let's just hope. Um, let's just hope that this is a new phase, I guess, for the for Harry and Meghan in a sense that they use their platform. I guess you know I appreciate Harry. You know that's still his family, so he's not going to come on. He's not going to use every waking moment to bash the royal family. But I definitely think they should be more conscious, read more books, because I definitely Harry has a lot more learning to do. Like knowing what unconscious biases and marrying a mixed race woman doesn't mean shit, because you could still be a bigot and still be uh, complicit in your ignorance. So you definitely need to do more reading and know that him, you know, the optics of him going to places like South Africa and Botswana and all these countries and being there all dilly dally and stuff. Mm-hmm. is a lot deeper than he thinks it is, even if he thinks he's helping. So, you know, they definitely need to um, do a lot more reading and introspective, uh, having more of an introspective look at themselves 100%. into what is and what kind of message they're trying to leave. And ultimately, I feel like the message they should be leaving is a post-colonial, uh, post-neo-colonial message that, you know, that washes away from people that have the queen, countries that have the queen as their head of state. Like, it's a f- nonsense that there's countries other than England, that the Queen's ahead of state of is a nonsense. Bro. So, yeah, that's, I think they should focus their message on that and not this, oh, you know, my wife is mixed race, I'm, I'm white and I'm royal. 60, 70% of the Commonwealth should, should, should relate to us. What's there to relate to? Literally. Literally. What is there to relate to when your toilet rolls Cost more than someone's rent. Facts. <laughs> Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. The news definitely made us do this. The news made us do that. <laughs>